Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast you didn't know you needed. I'm looking at my two buddies here, and I say, promise me you'll always be free, and you'll never let the world get you down. Hold on now. There will always be tomorrow. Wow. Say hello, Josh. Yo, you know, uh, it's been a while since we've... uh done this podcast there was a couple instances where i was sitting there i'm like you know what do i want to do the podcast do i want to talk to andy and brent and the quick answer yes. was no yes and i just continued on not talking to andy and brent but the only reason why i am back is not for andrew or brent and talking to them it's for you the listener all five of you um I missed you, and that's that's who I I, f- I feel like I've neglected them. Like my knowledge isn't been entering into their heads, and you see what happened: the world's fucking chaos, World War Three. Uh, we don't so, put a podcast out, and war breaks out. A lot of people don't know that uh, Putin is a, a big Night Ranger and fans of motion fan. I didn't let him join the page because he's uh, clearly you know, a he, he's a feeding off the Mojo fan though. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, but. You know, when he didn't have the podcast, you know, he got, you know, like, what the fuck else? Am I? It's either podcast or invade or, or yeah. war. <laughs> and uh, so I'm really here just to uh, for the greater good of the world. So uh, in actuality, he was he wasn't a fan and he he went ahead and did a um, what do they call it? Um, cyber he did a cyber war against us. We've got like 12 episodes in the can. We just can't release them because he erased them. I mean, I, de- I debate, it was like world invasion or talking to Brent for an hour. And like, it was like three days of me pondering. And I finally, fuckers owe me, you know, they need to put a statue up of me or somewhere. In yeah. Talking to Brent for an hour. I had to talk to your ass for an hour <laughs> the other night on the phone. That was horrible, but it, it made me, it made me want to drink. Uh, so uh, the beer tasted better. Uh, why don't you say hi to uh, Brent there, uh, Andrew? Brentry, say hello. Hello. Hi, buddy. I don't, I don't know what to do here now. It's it always goes to Josh, and I just interrupt. I'll say this, uh, Josh. We're basically, as you I put it in as Josh's terms, we're brokering peace here is what we're trying to do with this podcast. And I will say that inadvertently, Brent and I talked about this after our beloved Bengals lost the Super Bowl. We didn't talk for like a week. And Brent yeah. calls me. He's like, hey, you know, we haven't talked since the Bengals. I was like, I know. And I was like, I don't know if I was purposely avoiding society. I purposely avoid society. You know, it don't matter if it's Bengals Super Bowl. Or Bengals preseason. It was Tuesday of this. What's today's date? Today is February 27th. So I called him five days ago. And that's the first time we had spoken since, I mean, I was over his dad's house on Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday for a little bit. Um, yes. And he came up here and he didn't call me on his way home. No. Usually he'll call me on his ride back. And I was sitting at work and I was like, God, I haven't even spoken to Andy and nine is our, yeah, that was the ninth day. Yeah. So he's, he's probably I called him he's and being I, a lot, was, he's being a lot like me. He's like, this is pretty nice i haven't experienced this in 41 years i I, well no i called him and we were only on the phone like me two or three minutes yeah i couldn't really speak i just wanted to call and say hey 
Um, Josh, I tried to call you a couple of times and I always just go to voicemail. You know how that, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a button on my phone. I know there is. <laughs> and yeah, we either, it was, it was funny because, um, the week, like a couple of days after it was a Saturday night, Josh starts messaging me like at two in the morning and I was wide awake. So I just started messaging back at me silence <laughs> well i messaged you at two in the morning because i'm like you know he's gonna be asleep i can yeah. get him information and not have to worry about talking to him and then he throws me for a loop I'm like oh fuck yeah he's like hey josh <laughs> yeah like, he wrote this, like i'm like I'm, I'm, with, I'm with my kid i'm like yeah 230 yeah, like, i know i'm like this shicey motherfucker so yeah so um yeah i think we all just kind of um yeah i don't know what you know what, like, you know you know what the the nfl wanted the rams to win that super bowl you know you don't call holding until the unless you see it he didn't hold a minute left the referee just saw that a linebacker was guarding cooper cup perfect and he called holding he didn't see holding because there wasn't holding it should have been fourth and goal at the eight yard line i like when he was when he was holding on to his shirt but he didn't he didn't no he didn't he he didn't he had a fist and you can put your hand on them Yep. You just can't hold. So you put your hand on their on their body like a fist and you just feel where they go. Anyways, um, if you remember, well, I'm surprised a lot of people don't talk about a couple years ago when the Rams went to the Super Bowl. The only reason why they got there was the worst pass interference call in history, where it's a buck 20 left. The Saints are going down about ready to score a touchdown. And remember, they threw yeah. that pass and the guy tackled him for the ball even got there. They didn't even call pass interference. Yeah. And that was, I think, a fourth down. So, anyways, um, yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck the Rams. Um, <laughs> and fuck the NFL referees. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you still yeah. everybody just watches. And it's like the next day, everybody's praising the Rams. Like, um, oh, they did it right and they traded all their draft picks. I'm like, it took, you know, never doubt Matt Stafford when he's got 10 tries to get the ball into the end zone at the five yard line, you know, three penalties in a row on the Bengals piss off. All right. I'm done. Don't bring it up no more. What do we got next? So anyway, yeah, those who aren't, who aren't aware, uh, our beloved Bengals did lose the Super Bowl. Another close one. We've been in three and three of the closest wow. Super Bowls. I'm done. They the lost. Sets. They lost by five points in the first one, four points and the one in 88 and this one by three points. So based on that, we got, Two more Super Bowls to lose before we tie. Yes. And I, I told Andy my prediction for the score was 24-21 Bengals winning. Didn't I? Yeah. 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 Um, what, what was cool was um, our buddy Mark Greenway from over over in England. Yeah, across the pond. Holding up who day signs. He, he, he stayed up to, what, four in the morning, I think, and watched it. Don't know if he understood everything. But um, – all right, done the Bengals. Go. We'll bring we're getting around. a Houdet chance. We'll bring around. It was fun. So anyway, the last time we got together, uh, like a month ago, I guess it was. Oh, uh, good. We did an episode where Eric Levy ranked Dawn Patrol. Eric um, Levy of Night Ranger. These things are always so much fun. Eric is uh, such a great friend of the show. Ding. And uh, <laughs> it's fun to see him and uh, have him play the songs. Like, I get so excited when he's playing you know, the, the, the stuff in my ears. So um, it seemed like people enjoy that episode. Josh, have you guys gotten any, seen any feedback that you want to talk well, about? Anytime there is an episode with myself or Eric Levy, people enjoy it. 
Um, it's just how how it is. It's and, odd uh, in every episode. Well, you know, uh, but uh, you know, people enjoy those episodes with Eric because he gives them a, a little bit of a uh, a different perspective of being on stage performing these songs and and I, I think people like to hear that so it's it's always whenever eric's on it's always a popular episode so it was a good one to uh, do a little hiatus on yeah yeah it was good um, um, we'll, have to, on, we'll have to think of something to get him back on to an unintentional hiatus <laughs> oh it was intentional yeah. it uh, was totally unintentional it was intentional well brent you got any thoughts on that episode yeah, it was great that Eric um, agreed with me with at least my top three versus you. I think Josh and I were pretty much, Josh, Eric, and I were right. Top two or three we were together on. I don't need to have friends accept me with their song picks. I can stand alone. I'm like Jackal. I stand alone, man. What do you feel? Don't ask me how I feel or why I feel. All right, wait, wait this episode is reunited and it feels uh, okay i'm just peaches. gonna kind of i'm uh, peaches you can be I'm herb. and i'm and i'm the, herb. Second, I'm the second peaches that makes uh, brent herb there herb. was another peaches before that wasn't it uh, you're herb yeah. what's this one uh andrew uh, you know i think we're just gonna kind of talk about whatever yeah you let's know? talk we about night there's a lot of going on in the night ranger world we'll just uh we don't have talk. a real agenda Except for a few things Josh is going to throw out at us. But, I got uh, an agenda, Night Ranger World Domination. We're working on it. Well, if you can get Putin to back off, we could take over the Ukraine. Well, uh, this uh, I must podcast. You. I must break you. I predict the I pain. I must break you. So that's it. We're going to free fall this. And we don't have any real set thing to go. We're just going to let it go, fly by the seat of our pants, and uh, see what happens at the end. Is there any Night Ranger news, Josh? I've seen some stuff popping up on the page, um, some tour dates, which I, I love seeing that, especially yeah, the Ohio dates. Well, let's talk about former Night Ranger member, uh, Joel Hoekstra. Uh, he has got a little bit of downtime here with um, with White Snake. So he's actually got some, some I guess, like solo tour dates coming up. He's, uh, well, he's on the uh, Monsters of Rock, cruise which i think he already did give me give me a second here um he's doing like something in seattle and i'm, I'm not sure if that's it's already happened or not but um it's kind of like maybe like a rock and roll fantasy camp thing just go to jules uh instagram for that but he is playing three solo shows with brandon gibbs um the middle of march milwaukee cincinnati and braidwood illinois um so there you go so i will be at the cincinnati show brent i think you're you talked about maybe going as well yeah my dilemma is he's playing um we're never on sundays be mvp sports bar gotcha and ace fairly is playing here the same night where's ace at he's at um the lawrenceburg event center Okay, over in Indiana. And they just lowered the last few tickets I have to like 20 bucks a piece. And that's getting hard to pass up. Only problem is I'll be going to that by myself versus hanging out with um, Josh, who loves me so much. I will buy you your Ace Freely ticket. I'll buy you, I'll buy you too. See, that's why she loves me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hi, and Curly. Also, 
And also, Joel has a new project coming out on Frontiers Records. Give me a second here to track this damn thing down. I thought I had it. Um, so it's with uh, Matthew. Uh, what's Matthew Sweet of Striper? And I guess uh, I, I'm Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet, what's the lead singer? Robert, Robert, Robert Sweet, yeah. Robert no, Sweet. Who's Matthew no, wait, Sweet? No, wait, no, wait. Michael Sweet. Michael Robert Sweet's Sweet. a drummer. I don't Matthew know. Sweet was a pop star. I think uh, he sang his own like perfect way or some shit. Yeah, like they, they lost me at scripture and God stuff. Um no, that's pretty pretty. Um so uh someone talk about uh striper did you guys see them at one time yeah yeah that's where i got hit in the head with the bible by oz fox i front was, row yes we were front, i was front row were you with me on that one right yeah yeah well, your yeah. mom got us the tickets front row um and again interesting front row but half they have the uh gardens do you remember that brent the stage yeah. was in the mid middle of the arena well they weren't a huge band they were just big enough to do that but it was that you know to hell with the devil tour man and everybody was wrapped up with striper at that point in time and then do you remember the opening band i do not hurricane okay there you go i'll put that on my list of bands i've seen i remember <laughs> I, I remember when striper came out it's probably 10 i thought they were like i remember like honestly that was that a song of theirs honestly yeah. that, i just remember that being all over mtv um a very slow syrupy ballad man yeah um but uh and i remember all my church friends like they all love striper like finally they had like a yeah a christian group that didn't quite suck you know like <laughs> yeah. they all they all may be saved but they couldn't write a a good rock record to save their lives um you know but uh like you know because like some you know before striper every they all like petra yeah i don't know i mean John, boys, they? yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, Newsboys. I, I mean, I don't know. Newsboys I mean, was there, but you, you know, you would. They knew not to bring Newsboy. That's like bringing a knife to a, you know, a gunfight. Uh, <laughs> but they, they would try to bring Petra. John Schlitt, you know, was a good singer, but you know, Petra just. So when they had Striper, and Striper was in that mainstream, God, everybody liked, you know, Striper. Uh, you know, who uh, was into the uh, Christian music and i do like some of those like you know uh, there was a heavy metal band tourniquet who came out in the late 80s early 90s uh christian yeah. band was really good anyways here we go michael sweet marco mendoza who um has been doing some dates with journey but was in dead daisies played with ted nugent um tommy tommy aldridge uh played with everybody um and nathan james i'm not sure where he's from Anyways, they've got a new record coming out. Uh, not much has been said about it, but there will be a new record with some Joel music. And the tag, like right with that, come on, these bands that's kind of put together by Frontiers. Mr. Brad Gillis has a new record that's going to be coming out. It's a band called Skills. Um, and their announcement is going to be February 28th, which I'll probably release this Monday or Tuesday, March 1st. So mm -hmm. it should already be out. Uh, to my amazement, they didn't spell um, skills with a Z. But um, uh, so if you 
everything's kind of right now through their Facebook. So if you just, I guess, type in skills, um, they do have a small little snippet there with the singer um, with some music. And you can go on and kind of pre-order the the record, but it's got Billy Sheehan from uh, Mr. Big and um, also known as Sheehan. What was the big band he was in in uh, Talos from Dallas. Uh, Buffalo? Well, he's in Watery Dogs. And David Huff, who I don't know what he's a drummer. I'm not sure what bands he was in. Uh, Giant, maybe. I don't know. And the new lead singers at uh, Reen and Zonta. So yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure you guys could tell. Electric Mob, I think, is the name of the band that he's in so it'll be i don't know anything about it so there you go some new brad gillis music it's been recorded for a while um so i think we talked about it and they had a different band name i can't remember what that band we spoke name. about this one in july it's been a while but they changed the band name so anyways you got new brad gillis music there you still got a brad gillis solo record on the um the back burner that's basically done so um yeah got uh some new brad some new joel and coming up what april 22nd is that the right date um 28th 28th negative 23rd um that's what i was thinking so i was one day off so 22nd to friday 23rd is a saturday record store day night ranger has not one but two record store day releases so record store day is a concept that came up about 15 years ago where you uh, they basically will release these limited different vinyl releases only sell them in these indie stores it gets people into the uh the brick and mortar stores and it's become quite popular like i said they've been doing it for 15 years and this as far as i know is the first two night ranger um record store day releases so the big one is there is two new night ranger songs being released on a 45 um it's the one track it's actually the B-side. I saw somewhere, I saw a picture of it, uh, but it's titled Wasted Time. Mm-hmm. And the other one is free. Um, and uh, I've had both songs, and I will tell you both songs are excellent. I'm actually surprised that neither of them made ATVPO. Uh, they very well could have when you listen to them you won't listen to like oh yeah i see why that did not make the record uh they are both um both very good songs uh waste of time is uh more of a ballad free is just a straight up rocker uh so you're going to have two new songs on the waste of time ep it's going to be on uh green vinyl which i like to brag a little bit that i picked out there was a small conversation in the night ranger world hey do we want this color this color this color and i just shot back well you guys did this color and this color with the atbpo release why don't we do green and next thing i know it's green vinyl so um you know yay okay um and then the other record store day release is 
the 2000 the 2011 release somewhere in california which brent was holding up uh so the it's never yeah, been i re- figured you would talk about that one first well we know there's no new music on it so to me the the two new songs the is the is the still awesomely is, cool yeah. so the somewhere in california first time on vinyl never been printed on vinyl um the uh the big thing with it it's got um it's a gatefold and it's got some interviews and stuff with brad jack and um kelly in there and some never before seen and eric eric's in there too all right so there you go um i think joel even has a couple i think they even reached out to joel for it so it's a uh there you go so it's going to be a gatefold some new interviews first time on vinyl i'm not sure i think that's maybe limited to a thousand i think the wasted mm-hmm. time 45 is 1500 so what you need to do is go to recordstoreday.com you go there you it'll tell you which stores and your you type in your zip code what stores are in your area that you know are participating in record store day and just contact them and let them know that, hey, you guys going to have a Night Ranger in there because these stores will, you know, they just order what they think they're going to sell. So if you're in there saying, hey, I want some Night Ranger, then they will order that for you. The only way you can get it within, I think, the first 48 hours is through the stores. After 48 hours, they are then allowed to put it on their websites and sell it. You'll find them on eBay because people will go in and buy copies and then put them on eBay. But the, but the stores selling them for, you know, the retail price is after, I think, 48 hours. So uh, wake yeah. up bright and early. The only thing that stinks is even if they ordered in, if you're not in the appropriate position in line, someone in front of you goes, Oh, wow. I didn't know that was coming out. And they grabbed the last copy. Oh, you should need to make friends with one of your local record stores and be yeah. like, hey, hey, bro. Or turn to violence. Um, yeah. So there you go with those. Um, me, I usually, you know, I will most of the time, I will pay about 10 bucks, 15 bucks extra as like the fee not to deal with people and totally worth it. Uh, so you, like I said, you can buy them off of eBay as well. We also celebrated a birthday. Oh, what was it? Two or three days ago. Um, the 25th, I think the 35th anniversary of the release of night Rangers big life. Um, definitely an album that's, uh, phenomenal uh i pulled up the wrong picture (laughs) uh definitely an album that's uh uh i would say probably maybe has the most i don't want to say controversy but you know argument with it but it's not really much i mean every you know even me who ranks it probably at the bottom of the mca years i still enjoy it um yeah but uh yeah i I was involved in a little a good conversation on uh, the Facebook page with a lot of people chiming in. And it was a lot of people going, you know, out of the, 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 the original years, this would be their least favorite. Even though like, I still love it, but you, you know, if you're going to put them and I'm like, 
yeah, you can't argue with somebody when they say that. It's like, yeah, they're not, they're not running the album down the road. It's like, but, you know, if you're going to rank it, someone has to be last, and that's what they do. And I I could see what they're saying. I don't have a problem. I love the album, but, yeah. Mm. Do I love it more than Midnight Madness or Seven Wishes or Dawn Patrol? Eh, probably not. Yeah, like I said, it's just one of those things where I think, you know, definitely the music uh, atmosphere was changing. And uh night ranger was kind of seen as dinosaurs kind of like a lot of those bands survivor lover boy and these you know music was just changing so fast back then just a couple years you could go from you know being at the top to you know not being able to get spit on if he was on fire and um you know the tour did well but you know there was someone i think it was on youtube commented well you know i'm I get tired of people talking about big life being a bust that went to 28 and went gold. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it went to 28 when it was the week it was released. And then it was like 30 slots lower the next week. Um, yeah. So there's a, you know, do you want to be 28 one week and then 60 the next 90? No, you'd rather be 38 and hover there for three or four weeks um, then you know so yes did it go to 28 yeah but that's just because it was released night ranger had a fan base and it never went anywhere after that the uh then the, the argument well it went gold well yeah your last three albums sold three and four million copies each yeah and then you you, you know you lose two and a half million i buyers. guess sadly gold is considered yes uh, sadly it could go gold just on what it would ship coming out uh you know on that date so you know you can't go from a record like seven wishes that has three top 20 hits one of them a top 10 to where you can't get a single uh i don't even know if i know there was no top 40s but i don't even know if any of them topped the, the top 60 i can't secret of my success would have been the only one um yeah i mean and, did Hearts uh, Away chart? It charted. Color of My Hearts Away actually even made the top video countdown at one point. Hell yeah, it did. But it was at the lower spectrum of it. Yo. I will contest, though. It's like I was telling Andy the other day that if this album, this album came out at the wrong time of year. Night Ranger was a summer band. And with it coming out in February, and then you had to wait X amount of months for a summer tour. I think that if this would have came out in May, June, it might have done better. Yeah, I don't know. You I know just, but, <laughs> put your top down, put your convertible top down. Because, you know, I know. Well, here, here's the thing is, uh, you know, first of all, not every, uh, not everywhere in the United States is freezing cold at the end of February. And you know what? It's, it was released at the end of February. You're right at the beginning of spring. Yeah. You know, that's when everything starts thawing and the sun starts coming out. So, you know, if that if weather had anything to do with Night Ranger sales, then uh, maybe. But, but uh, if I recall that year on Red's opening day in April, I think it was snowing still here. Yeah, well, it's Ohio, so it could well, it could have snowed that mid, day. Or the Midwest, though, the Midwest you is, you know, Night Ranger's bread and butter. Hell, it could have been know. snowing in May if it was released. But uh, um, uh we had a little static there. I don't know what that was, but uh, anyways, um, it, it I still had some some really good songs on well, it. Well, here's the thing: it's like 
and we've what, discussed it. What was what was on MTV at the time? White Snake, Bon Jovi. Um, well, this is Poison. as good as anything Bon Jovi ever released. Yeah, maybe, but I'll, I'll, this is where I'll, I'm, I, I know where Josh is heading. Is I those know. guys were massive, and you got to remember, uh, you're still competing though with pop too. So whatever big, I'm sure Madonna had something big, you know, and Prince. So you're not just competing with rock groups for MTV. Yeah, Whitney uh, Houston, what, Whitney was huge that year. That would have probably been, uh, what's the... Uh, How will I know, Bodyguard. I believe. Uh, what was the other song? Uh, I Want to Dance with somebody. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. I oh, mean, hell, that, that probably took up... They probably played that every 30 minutes, so... And was she on the same label? I think she was also on MCA. I think she was MCA. Well, no, was she say. was on... Or Arista, 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 yeah. Arista. Is look at what was MCA pushing at that time. I mean, Night Ranger was probably an afterthought to MCA. Well, they didn't know. push anything hardly. MCA wasn't a big. Uh... I think somebody put on the Facebook page that they were really pushing country back then. Well, they George, were country label to begin or something. with. So you got to figure. Again, it's just an afterthought. Again, like I said, it's still, you know, hey. for, for Night Ranger to own MTV for two years, two and a half years. You got to remember, you're not also beating out other rock acts. You got to beat out all the biggest pop acts. And you're just not with Big Life. You're not beating out Bon Jovi, White Snake, um, Motley Crue, Motley Crue, Aerosmith, Permanent Vacation. And, you know, then, like I said, you throw in the uh, the Whitney Houston's. What else was big? Uh, I just had another one I thought of. It was this huge then. But uh, um, George Michael. You know, like, wasn't that right around the time of faith? Uh, you know, so you're just I mean, not breaking in. What year? What year is this? 1987. You got to get yeah. Bon Jovi is riding high off Slippery When Wet. Yeah. You know, one uh, of the biggest albums Skid of our Row. era. Uh, Skid Row was 89. So, um, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking of New Jersey when he after he said right. riding high. Yeah. I'm sorry. But Slippery uh, When Wet was so massive that that would hold most people down. Well, I remember what, who did we talk about earlier? Striper. Striper was about 87. So you're just not you're not beating those yeah. acts with secret of my success and color your smile. You're just not. Yeah. You may your best shot was probably hearts away. And uh Josh's favorite. And the only problem with hearts away was you probably had honestly playing all the time and people were going ape shit over getting hit in the head with a Bible and the yellow and black. Um, so you you know, so uh anyways doesn't take back that it's a it's a good record like i said it's not my favorite uh i know tonight i think is a a great night ranger song i don't you know it, i don't think it's i don't think it's the best night ranger song but uh right. it definitely is one i will uh you know play loud big life the title tracks good yeah, track. big life rain comes crashing down as, as a perennial favorite of mine of course you know we you know how we feel about color of your smile and and even with secret of my success while i i tire of that song i'm glad they recorded it you know well it kept it, them on the map for a moment and it wasn't a bad business move i mean hey no. you know i don't you, hate the song i just you want do you want the title track to uh a michael you, j fox movie do you want to work with david foster uh yeah no yeah no thank you sir uh but, you know, and if you read, I think they maybe even talk about it. There was that Ultimate Classic Rock article that you'd post, Andy. I think they talk about it in there, too, uh, where so, you know, they record that. 
secret of my success is supposed to be the title track or like when you watch the previews and right. all of America is going to the movies, watch the previews it's supposed to be that song uh, playing and they're using Katrina and the waves. So it got really no push from the movie. Um, and so it just started everything off on a uh, yeah. bad foot, but we did get our first unreleased like studio track. It was eventually released on the color of your smile uh, single mm-hmm. in England, um, a track called Girls All Like It. So, yeah. your first studio record recording that wasn't used. You had Wild and Innocent Youth the um, the year before, but it was specifically recorded for that soundtrack. So, well, anyway, happy birthday, Big Life. Thank you. Thanks for putting that album out, guys. We love it. 35 years. We're getting old, man. <laughs> They need to do a 35 years and a night in Chicago for that record. I'm there. You, they do that shit. I'm there, man. Yeah. Again, we, we still, we need some live footage from this tour. And I, I, again, on the page, I was talking to somebody about this. There has, it has to exist because in 87, I mean, everybody was getting, everybody had camcorders, Kelly and Jack and somebody had to have a camcorder, at least something. There is not even a lot of photos. Like someone posted you had on, Josh, have you asked them like when you've been with them talk to them about it? Talk, I know it's you don't want to get pushy with it. I talked to Kelly. Uh, we I think we we're having lunch and we br- I brought that up. And he just you know, he, he just basically said something like, yeah, it's just weird. Like they don't, you know, he doesn't have anything. It's like, so you know, here's here's my proposal, Josh. And look, I'm going to I'll offer up my services. You you leave, you put it out there to the guys. I'm willing to come to their warehouse archives, and I'll watch all their videotapes or listen to their cassettes until I can find some re- some archival footage of that. I'll do it. I'll here's, sacrifice here's my who's my work gonna, for that. Who's going to have that? I mean, I unless like MCA would actually have recorded that, which we would know about if MCA yeah. recorded something that was professionally done, we would at least know something existed. Right. The only thing that we that may be out there is the outtakes that they recorded for the one video for Big Life. Remember, isn't there some live footage in one of the videos that was in um, Hearts Away? So that's you know, that might just be during the the video uh, shoot. So it might not even be them playing live. So I doubt Night Ranger has anything because they're on stage playing. So they're not going out and recording themselves. Isn't there, Brent, what's the venue? Is it up in like Largo, Maryland, that always filmed shows? Well, yeah, you're talking, well, there's there's different venues that did it. I mean, the Palace at Auburn Hills, Michigan, you know, may may it rest in peace. They had all closed circuit TV for their their suites. You can watch the stuff on the TV and people would take their video recorders into the suite and record the live feed. Um, I mean, even Riverbend when they played Riverbend, what I can't remember is, do we have the screens on the side of the stage? You know who were... we know that would know that we we went to school with people who worked there at the time. But I can't, I just can't recall when they added those screens. I'm going to make a note here. Somebody has got something on video from some venue that just either has forgotten about it possible i mean the you know, only, only way you're going to get something is something like that where uh someone has video that was shot from a venue mm-hmm. or 
an old sound technician or something has this, I guess, sound record, you know, an audio recording of, uh, you know, from, um, you know, from the front of the house. So there may be a roadie out there that has, you know, cassette tapes from a few live shows. Uh, uh, there might be someone who bootlegged it and just doesn't know how to, that's not, not in the, the circle, you know, I mean, people yeah, who I mean, just took their video cameras and stuck them. Here's in. the thing. If we haven't seen it in 35 years, the chances of us ever seeing it are getting oh. slim. Well, I uh, have Chili Fest video of Night Ranger that I can't find from uh, the Neverland tour. So, well, and even between that, so if that Chili, let's say that Chili Fest was 19, you know, what was it, 98? Mm-hmm. It was seven. 97. I mean, think about the size mm-hmm. of, think about the size of camcorders from 97 to oh. 87. You see but what I'm saying? How, that's how I got busted. What? Well, you still had <laughs> the one the size of a Datsun? I was holding yeah. it on my lap, and if, oh. if I could find it, you can see Jack pointing to me. Well, what I'm saying is how 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 and then big you see me run. How big was your camcorder? No, it um, was it was you put it on your shoulder. Nah, you st- I, I think I had like one of the mini yeah, it's, on, a, it's, it's on like a mini VHS. Yeah, but so it's probably but that's a lot different than it's not having, inconspicuous. But but 97 even at 97 yeah. it still wasn't you could still get it in a lot easier than the one that was like having a ford escort on your shoulder right um so it just wasn't as easy in in 87 to we gotta just keep we gotta put it out there. here's here's the thing too is think about put up in the universe I'm, I'm in the universe right think, now floating think how fanatical kiss fans are all right there are more of them and there is very few fan filmed vhs shows from asylum crazy nights um from those there are some but the, you know there was a lot more people going to um asylum i can only think of two um, yeah i've got the detroit michigan show and it was know, a philadelphia no that was crazy nights wasn't it but remember i'm talking about fan film not you know pro shot from you know, in, no, that's what in, I'm talking about this well because they yeah, um, did Silent Night there, yeah. something like that. Because, like, what amazes me is there's actually some fan film stuff from Creatures in Montreal. How big yeah. was that fucking camera in '83? You know, like, like how did he get and that damn thing in there? I got, I got a hold of that video. <laughs> I think what '85 when we went over to um, the guy's right. house in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. We. I took my Betamax over this guy's house, and we were there all day long. It's awesome. Recording Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, the Montreal show, the Brazil show. We were getting all this shit, and I only had to pay like 30 bucks for all these tapes. And we and we hung out with these guys that were 10 years older than us all day long. They were showing us all their Queensryche. They knew Queensryche. So they had all this memorabilia when Queensryche was nobody. Signed and all their – remember that, Andy? What? What the Queensryche stuff. That was my Jeff Tate like backing vocals right there. And nobody, and nobody, I got pipes I haven't used. I used to have all those, probably like you. I had all those VHS bootlegs, and now they're just worthless because you can go on YouTube. Like history, you know, yeah. just hey, I want to see this bootleg. There it is. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I, I talked to, and I know people have talked to Jack, and you know, the, these guys will sometimes probably say eh, it's probably something, you know, but they don't know. And, um, you know, I, and there's very few photos. Like I said, someone posted some photos, I think, on Jeff's page from that tour. Yeah. And it's I was like, well, I'm saving these 
because there's so many there's so few fan photos um from that tour there are some on like getty images where you you know you there are some decent ones where you see the purple stage and everything um but just for fan photos there's very very few so uh yeah i mean i got two recordings of the mojo tour for christ's sake um yeah you know so you would think there would be just something just to hear you know i know tonight and uh uh big life and all those songs live um it was awesome you would think there'd be some i even got like a live show from cleveland in 86 that fan recorded but whatever i mean that's but we are lucky i mean you know talking about recordings but we are lucky that we have a midnight madness show professionally shot mm-hmm. we are lucky that we have a seven wishes show professionally shot and we are lucky we got a man in motion show professionally shot so and i i still think we're lucky to have that that snippet of ranger yes that's, yeah, that's, that, well, that's another thing had, yeah had reposted i watched it again i'm like god that's so cool um so if you don't know what we're talking about uh it's been on YouTube a few times and taken off. So uh, May of 81, Night Ranger, I think, would that be opening for Judas Priest? I can't remember who they were opening up for at that show, but it's at yeah. the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, there's four songs. Um, uh, can't Find Me a Thrill. Eddie. Eddie's coming out tonight. Uh, there is Diary of a Madman. And what's the other one? Something uh, Life uh yeah i just watched i can't think of it so diary of a madman has lyrics that basically turn into touch of madness the ending is kind of touch of madness so you can Mm -hmm. hear the elements of uh touch of madness there and uh and then the other track like i said i can't remember uh what it's called now but um you know it's It's just fun to watch yeah and you you i mean jack's got the glasses he's holding the bass different um, you know, you just see them uh, just starting formation. Uh, it's raw. Yeah, it's um, some raw stuff, and uh, still getting it down. And uh, you know, a year later, a year and a half later, they're releasing Bomb Patrol, and oh yeah, two goof, goofy guys are seeing them in uh, Dayton, Ohio, open uh, for Kiss. Uh, L's, yes. You know what? I saw something the other day. I was going to ask you guys about. Uh, night ranger played dayton so they so so they played with kiss right mm-hmm. that would have been 83 right yeah, Early. january of 83 yeah and then they came back with 38 special or something no, like that. no well they came they remember they played bogarts we missed on their that. own and then in february they played with black sabbath wow at the hair arena in dayton yeah, that's yeah i think they came back that summer and played with 38 special or somebody because well, I, probably I because somebody was there they probably did because i know they played legend valley but anyways there's this damn i miss i wish we could have seen the bogart show so bad oh that would have been um the heaven not heaven and hell what, uh uh what's born, born again uh, born again that's born again with ian gillen or whatever yeah. from uh, deep purple digital bitch whatever some of those songs <laughs> i like the album but every now and then it i just like yeah how do you go from dio yeah to to this uh trash was another song off that record i got the deluxe version the unreleased song was probably one of my favorites uh from that record but uh 
Bev you know, Bevan was the drummer from uh, ELO. That's a funny thing too, and I don't know. I feel like we've touched on it, but if we not, if we haven't, we should really do a. I, well, I guess you'd have to ask him, Josh. Is how how do you determine the tracks you don't put on, and then sometimes those tracks are, in our opinion, better. You know, it's like how did you not put that track on? I I know why that track probably didn't make it because it was actually a little bit more melodic, um, yeah. which I like. So, you know, it just didn't fit in. Um, I mean, I've got some Bon Jovi I, unreleased life tracks. Of my own. Sorry, that was the other song. That you that they've been released since, but they were they mm-hmm. were like B sides or throwaway tracks from albums, and I'm like, that's freaking awesome! How did you not put that on your album at the well, time? I get there's a lot. One thing, if you're Bon Jovi and you got this song and this song, right? Yeah. And if you care about certain things like money, yeah. I wrote this song. This yeah. song I wrote with something someone else, and this record's going to sell three million copies. Yeah, am I going to give up? You know, yeah, half the points, you know, so yeah, I get that. that's one thing. Um, the uh, the other thing is, I think, just feel sometimes and also sometimes band dynamics. Uh, who wrote the song? There's there's yeah. five Andy Andy songs on there, but, you yeah. know, only three Brent. Well, we better put another Brent song on there to even it out. So even though yeah. the name's Bon Jovi, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he had complete control anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm just saying, and I'd, I'd have to look up, like well, you said, you could be right, Josh, on the writing, but like, I'm just saying, I got some, I got like a Bon Jovi playlist on my phone, and some of the songs are not, not off of albums, they're they're B-sides that I set pick up, like when Target would release their own copy of something, and there'd be well, some, uh, uh, you know, a, a limited track for them. Do you rec- like, how is that not on the album? That's a great song. Do you recall how I got my hands on Edge of a Broken Heart about nine months before it was ever released in America on no. that soundtrack? You don't remember that? Brent, I don't remember. I didn't remember I've seen Hurricane, so. You know what I'm saying? See, this is who, what I'm dealing with, Josh. I don't, I don't know what's going I, on. I had, I had Edge of a Broken Heart off of an import from England like nine months before it was ever released on the Disorderly soundtrack. And you and Gary went out, absolutely out of your minds screaming how come how could this yeah, not be song. on slippery you know yeah it was it's still a great song of his well it's like when you guys hear you know when free and waste of time come out and everybody out there hears that i you, you may have like how did these not make the record maybe yeah. not maybe you'll you'll listen to it and be like oh yeah i can see that but to me um i you know i i could see well i would that would fit perfectly there. That would fit perfectly there. Uh, I yeah. think it's just, you know, after a while, you know, I, there's probably a lot of stuff that goes into it. But we don't even know. Um, so uh, uh, anyways, so yeah, it's a good topic. And we, un- we fortunately or unfortunately don't have to really talk about that a lot with Night Ranger. Cause there's not a, a lot of unreleased stuff out there. Uh, we were Josh on those two tracks. After record store day is over, will those be released on iTunes at all, by any chance, or that, do we know I, that? That I do not know. I I would say probably not for a while because they want that stock to sell. But sure. uh, oh yeah, once it's sold um, out, I don't. I could not answer that that question. And will um, there be a digital download included with the forty five? Do you know that? Nope. Uh, okay. I I don't think there. I, from my 
record store day stuff i don't think would be mm-hmm. you know normally there is not um at least with this all the stuff i've bought from record store day but um if you get out uh, there and buy it yep so uh well sometimes like in a like a full lp correct but not there'll be a digital download like the, like the ace fairy yep, picture disc yep. had a download card in it and what have you and and you know what it's it's starting to, at least with me all the vinyl that i buy it's starting to be more uncommon for there to be digital downloads um it used to be every record you would buy there's a digital download and i think that's to get you to buy the record you know hey you can also get it digitally and now i think vinyl just sells so well why why do we have to do that uh and uh, a lot of the vinyl records i buy now do not have digital downloads and i cannot think of any record store day release that's ever that i've bought that's ever had one in there not saying that obviously that there isn't but the majority um, do not. Yeah, I think Andy's Butch Walker one did the the B side stuff, whatever he had with that little mixing board cover. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. 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 What's next, folks? Okay. Got, what's anybody, new? Anybody got any new stuff? Uh, Brent does. Brent. I do. I have one thing, and this is um. I hate to give you credit, Josh, but it made me kind of feel like. Eh, you probably should get that. And the reason you made me feel like I probably should uh, get that is because this is the sealed version of um, the Rocket Japan Greatest Hits. And when Josh got the new unre- or new re-release version, that's the same thing. It wasn't sealed. And you know how I am about sealed copies. So I paid $10 more to get this from like Italy sent to me. To, um, there you go get a sealed version of it plus with the blue hype sticker here i don't know why you, you gotta keep stuff sealed but uh because i don't have a turntable i ain't gonna open that well it's hard it. man you take it out you look at the blue vinyl and uh, i got the cd struggle Better sound. uh so um so yeah that's my one and only new oh time out i got another new thing i got the shirt oh yeah friend of well, the page well let's talk about that when we get to fans of motion and we talk about the what show was that lima that was lima yeah so uh but uh but he, yeah new uh shawl blades hunting shirt it looks like yeah i agree i agree <laughs> i thought the same <laughs> thing got that at uh cabela's um <laughs> i uh i just got some random stuffs here so kind of been doing the uh the cassette thing if i can find them cheap so here we go we got this wow old w or omd there um had that at one time this is the boardwalk release from canada so boardwalk cbs records yeah, yeah. we can I, I, there right is. there nope there you right go. there right in front of your face perfect md um and there's the cassette probably mickey dolan's from the monkeys owned that copy and or mickey i mean I'm, I'm a believer 84 is when he bought that or something oh wow they even wrote on that part huh so canada oh and you also scratch it into the uh but ain't nobody getting that one he's that's for sure that one's Mother- mine bro motherfucker's gonna show up on my doorstep <laughs> And I got this. I like when you see Night Ranger on stuff that shouldn't be on stuff. So this is from 
the Philippines. Cassette tape, damn Yankees. Including coming of age high enough, damn Yankees. Rock City, no mention of come again. And Tommy Shaw Sticks, Jack Blades of Night Ranger, and Ted Nugent of Ted Nugent. City Madman. So it was just kind of cool seeing, you know, something a little bit different there, you know, doing it right in the Philippines. Uh, there's the cassette. Hmm. Now, is that the full album or just the songs no, they listed? It's a full album. Um, it's actually official release. Oh, okay. Yep. So there's a couple uh, new and interesting. Brent, you need to start doing your initials like the Warner Brothers logo. Just reverse the W and the B. And these aren't. I could. These aren't new, but I I took these out a while ago to show just because they're interesting. So here is a Japanese 45 single of Rubicon. Uh, this is American Dreams. So there you go. You got Mr. Greg Eckler there, Jimmy Pugh, and uh, right Tilt there. Tilt it a little forward. There is your man. man. Look at Jack. Yeah. I mean, there he looks like a child. Brad. So there you go. Uh, the Japanese 45 promo. And had this out as well so here is a 45 cool. from gamma this would have been 1980 maybe 1979 1979 but if you look right there oh, yeah it's easy to spot looking a little bit like darth vader and return of the jedi <laughs> uh there is alan fitzgerald from a gamma 45 what track is this i do not know thunder and lightning kind of a cool record label there with the uh caterpillar so some alan fitzgerald and i got you know i always like to catch up on my keyboard magazine reading <laughs> um from 2005 um we have an article, which is probably a pretty big deal. I would assume this was his first write-up. Look at this. Wow. That young kid. Wow. Okay. There's another picture. And he, there's a few more pages, but... um. What's an Eric CD player? I've been listening to a lot of Avril Lavigne. Yeah. The way her songs are produced is just amazing. I just went down and saw her at the HP Pavilion in San Jose, California. I know the promoter. What a fun time. Those guys, they're rockers, and they're having a fun time being rockers. Great vibe. So there you go. If you want to. That's uh, funny that you say that because my wife just bought the new Avril Lavigne yesterday off iTunes. She said it's heavy. Damn it's straight. like the old stuff well you know they always say the best avril Verlaine is the old stuff so there you go uh check it out at the uh josh Christopherson library uh here you go this was a big purchase um i got it for a good deal because it was missing the obi strip so with the obi strip missing i did a little bit of a negotiation 
and I got this. So this is the oh, Japanese. Forty-five. This is the Japanese Speak of the Devil with Brad Gillis. Now in Japan, it came with Mr. Crowley forty-five, and it's actually got a custom label, so you can see the Aussie logo there. I remember as a kid, so when this came out, I was five years old. I remember being at this little department store local here called Lancaster Sales. Five years old. I remember seeing this in the record bin. I thought this was the devil. Like, looking well, at it, I thought I was going to go to hell. Now I just realized he's got cranberry sauce. Like, who hasn't had an uncle do this at, you know, Thanksgiving yeah. um, after drinking, you know, too many uh, um, bottles of Bud Light? But uh, so you got the you got the custom vinyl. And what makes this expensive in the Japanese version, if it's got everything, again, you got to have the 45, the OB strip, and it comes with Doesn't it have like stickers of his tattoos as well? So here is the back. You got there's Brad. Yeah. Scary. It does have a let's see lyric sheet insert but here is why it is expensive and i basically paid the money for this it's a poster that comes only with the japanese release there's ozzy and randy rhodes don't rip it and can you guys see old Bradley there? Yeah. So it comes with the poster, Randy Rhodes, Brad Gillis. So that is what makes it. So normally this is probably 150 bucks. I got it for under a hundred. Um, and it's, you know, 150 bucks is complete. OB strip, poster, 45, vinyl in good condition. Um like I said, I don't have the OB strip, but what I was really wanting was that poster. So, see, I thought that one came with this tattoos as well. There's something that does. There may be, but even I've never seen any of those come with any tattoos. And then, well, what country was it called? Talk of the Devil in? I don't know. This is. They changed it in another. I, th I thought it was Japan. But maybe not. Now it's still speak. Um, well, Google that. Talk of the devil. Here is the laser disc. So, what's unique about this? It's still speak of the devil, but it's the Ozzy Osbourne band. Mm -hmm. so a little bit, a little bit different there. But uh, is this in Philadelphia? So well, that's there, cool. There's that. Uh, the only unfortunate thing is Brad's name is covered up by the Obi, and it's got his. This has the original shrink on it, so yeah, I can't really go in there and take the OB off. And then the only thing it sinks is it's got a picture of Brad right there. Ah, looks Again, just like him. covered, but uh, you know, you do have where it mentions him in the band. Does that say it was recorded in Philadelphia? It's the same show, so yeah, if that's yeah, the. It's... If that's the same, I think that's now, where they—that's where the MTV concert or something was shot. I thought. 
Now, so this was released it. in 1990, so this wasn't uh, obviously Laserdisc wasn't coming out in '82, but um, but you still got you know Brad on the insert, so you know just something I came across and obviously needed. Uh, I did take I took a few things uh, to the uh, I think it was the Lima show. And some some magazines and stuff that uh, that Kelly wanted to see, and I took a couple unique things. And one of them was the uh, remember that South Korean Dawn Patrol that mm-hmm. had like the cardboard slipcase because Brad's got everything. And I'll mention something to Brad. He said, "Yeah, I got that. I got three of those." And I was like, "I bet he doesn't have this." So I brought it, and he's holy shit, he didn't have it. So I was like finally something so i gave it to him and told him to give it a good home so uh i don't know if he's got that laser disc we'll uh we'll have to find out about that but uh there's I'll be like, I'll be like too bad sucker well here's the thing the laser disc was a tad bit more expensive than that the cassette wasn't yeah. that expensive so you know uh you know brad's gonna have to uh you yeah. know reimburse you for that one. yes well you know let me uh play a few a chords on uh bubba or something <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, but that's all I got for, for right now. So, uh, what's, uh, what's right. next there, Andrew? Well, I think we're moving on to Brant with some shout outs. If he's got any lined up, I didn't, I didn't, I know we're um, out of practice. I didn't, um, feature anybody on this because, you know, we were just going to get and talk, but I mean, I figured the shout outs will come from mostly the Lima show that, you know, that we were going to talk about. Well, yeah, I we, mean, can, we can we can do that. Let's uh, well, let's talk. We'll talk about what we did, and then we'll go and uh, we'll talk about some of the tour dates and stuff coming up. But uh, we didn't see any shows in December, right? Uh, I don't think I d- did. So I, I did I? T- all right. So Bristol, that was before Lima, right? Yeah, the night yeah. before. All right. So Bristol was the acoustic show, I, I, and. I was debating or not to go to that. Um, I've always said I enjoy the city of Bristol and um, a few things lined up where I was going to go ahead and go to Bristol. And it uh, turned out that uh, right the day before I went, you know, it's like, Hey, can you help me out? And uh, I went that morning. This is the exciting stuff is uh if you guys remember when they were on stage, the like the little stuff that was draped over like the stools, yeah. stuff, the fabric, you know, that was me at Hobby Lobby at nine in the morning <laughs> getting some of that shit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the exciting stuff. But uh, so I drove down Thursday night. Um, the show was Friday, drove down Thursday night, um, uh, had late dinner with Ed. Um, and the next morning went and got that. And the venue was the cameo theater, real small and narrow theater. If you haven't seen the photos, um, and they, that's why they were doing the acoustic show there. So I was helping, you know, helping them out a little bit with that and was, um, helping Steve out the lighting guy. And this was, during sound check wasn't really quite paying attention but in the 
I, I soon started paying attention because at Soundcheck, they played Reason to Be. Now, they hadn't played it forever. It was, you know, unfortunately, didn't make it onto the set. Um, and I normally don't disclose everything, but fuck it. They played yeah. Reason to Be, yeah. you know, like. So it's uh, in their wheel, wheelhouse. Um, and the problem is, you know, these guys are just all over the country. It isn't like they just show up into a garage and you know hash stuff out the really the only time they really get chances to do this stuff is when they get a sound check and not every show do they get a sound check um so uh um but yeah that was that was just worth it there but uh um but yeah it was the acoustic show was great uh there before the show uh there was this girl who's like hey you know, because for those that don't know, I do all night range of social media. Plus, I was helping Ed that day. So I was on stage and off stage while this place is so small, like to to get from one yeah. spot to another. I had to basically walk up through the stage to get to the back. And she saw me and she's like, can you get this signed? And, you know, I, I don't do any of that. And uh, it's not my place, but she held it up. And it was like she said she made it when she was in high school. It was like like a food tray, like like you know, like you would get your food on. Yeah, mm -hmm. you like know, a TV like, tray. Well, it wasn't metal. It was like that hard plastic where you see like the fibers in it, kind of a little bit. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, and she had drew the Night Ranger logo on there, and it had the age to it and everything. And I I just go back to like 1985. She's sitting there at lunch, probably working on this motherfucker, and. uh I was like, hold it up. Let me take a picture of you with it. Right. And I run into Ed 10 minutes later doing something. I'm like, Hey, stop. I go, can we get this signed? And he just looks at me like, why are you even asking or something like that? But then he sees it, you know, and he's like, yeah. Um, so don't do that shit. All right. I don't care how cool it is. God damn it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was it was cool i, I have a picture of it I'll, I'll have to post it hopefully she joined the page i don't think I, I don't know if i had any cards on me or not but um that was cool seeing that thing that she made the art you know the uh the artwork with it and uh um but so yeah so i helped them out oh well the cool thing was the burger what bar. did the guy say about the tray I wasn't there. I gave it to Ed. Ed took it okay. back. But okay. uh, uh, so I just took it and took it backstage, gave it to Ed. Ed took care of the rest. Um, uh, so I really honestly, I don't know that part. Ed just brought it back out to me and I tracked her down. Um, but uh, they made great signature, you know, like, you know, the signatures, like they all took their time. Like the signatures were beautiful on it and not smudged or written fast. So it was, it was done well. Um, so, but earlier in that day, I ran into, or I'd went down, again, I was helping them, and we were talking about lunch, and there's a little place, it's like his 40s, 50s joint called the Burger Bar, it was the last place where Hank Williams was seen alive, but, you know. Yeah, Mary, you, you, you posted a yeah. picture of that place. Yeah, so me and Kelly went there for lunch, and it was just, again, kind of one of those things where, you, you know, you're just sitting there bullshitting, like, hey, stop, this is Kelly K. You know, but uh, we we went to lunch. Then we went and through a couple antique stores, and um, again, just you know, it's cool. You'll pick up a. 
I thought it'd be cool if we threw that antique store and like we saw a vinyl of like Midnight Madness. Like that's what I was like. That would be a cool like, hey, look at this. Yeah. Kind of but uh, we 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 did go through some vinyl and talked about Gene Pitney and some of these older guys. But we found a Steppenwolf monster record, you know, and he was like, oh, I saw him on this tour. And so it was cool to hear stories like that. So anyways, sound check, reason to be. They came out. They did the. The acoustic show i think i went live on forever all over again so it was mm-hmm. cool to hear that um but once i saw reason to be not on the set list and i heard forever all over again i had a five-hour drive home that night you know and then i was going to go to lima i left you know i'm like i don't, don't we need to hear you know <laughs> you still rocking america acoustic i got a five and it was bad weather in tennessee of all places yeah. um so drove home then saturday morning andy uh you were driving up from tennessee that morning or yeah all right well that's great uh <laughs> <laughs> i answered your question yeah well that's like i wanted to go to the bristol show remember you and i were going back and forth yeah. and i was like i just can't swing it man i just and i regret it and i felt that i was going to regret it but it's just like i just i can't like i can't to spend the next two days driving um, I was having a little bit of a car issue at that time. I was, or didn't trust the car I had to drive. So uh, I ended up driving my, my diesel pickup truck, which, you know, a downhill with the engine off gets 12 miles to the gallon. <laughs> wow. It's a beast. So I uh, drove that to um, uh, Lima, caught, tried to catch up with Josh, but he was busy. Yeah. But um... man, uh, the Lima show was great. It was fun. <laughs> Got me the new, uh, the new shirt. Yeah. yeah, so we see it. we all got the, the cool thing about Lima was the venue and the hotel was one big building, which probably wasn't cool for Night Ranger. So yeah, the hotel is connected to the venue, which was great because you could, you know, drink in excess and just uh, stumble and back to your room, stumble back to the room. But uh, so uh, but yeah, Brent got there. Um, early enough to where we you know we was able to uh see the guys for a little bit and say hello and um the great thing we had a lot of fans of motion from the show uh brent you got that photo yeah i got that photo and uh, we stumbled over to the qp burger uh you missed well, out on oh, it josh lima i mean god was that downtown just desolate or what so there we go (laughs) we got you can see all the uh all the uh, there's just everyone ken and my aunt and i miss that um yeah i didn't i didn't see much of you there i mean you were in your seats a lot of it yeah i was there with another friend of uh of ours uh a friend of the page too and uh is a friend of mine i hadn't really seen in a long time and we just kind of hung out together and I didn't uh, I didn't partake in the jocularity. Well, so the there's... funny thing was when we were all on the staircase, um, we we're like, wait, Andy and Gary is going to come. And there was a couple other people and Josh is like, in three minutes, those doors are going to open <laughs> and then, you know, and we're going to get trampled, you know, there. So there is uh uh daryl uh it's actually his birthday today happy birthday there daryl and lisa and birthday daryl um we got ken back there and uh 
with Ed. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, I, get one more too. Keep talking. And, I got to add it. But, uh, but yeah, it was a good fans in motion turnout. Uh, like I said, you can't go wrong when you're playing Ohio in the uh, yeah the Midwest. Very good venue. Uh, um, it was. It was a nice venue. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's sticks is playing there next month. Um, it's a great little spot right there in Lima. I mean, and yeah, um, sorry, it's not it. small. It's not cramped. There's room to move. Yeah. So uh, if you're the drawback if, is the bathrooms are down a flight of steps. That's, oh my lord! Yeah, I was not a fan of that. Um, well, what really sucked was that week. I, I, I mean, Ken Finley kept um, emailing me saying I can get a second row. You know, let me know. And I kept saying it all depends if it snows or not. I'm not driving up in the snow. So. Um, week before the show i ended up getting covid which sucked because i went out and bought like t- 10 test kits and i finally tested negative by thursday i think it was so i was negative so because i was going to go unless i was negative um which was great um but then as josh was talking about coming home from bristol not only did he hit a snowstorm the whole midwest got an a freaking ice storm we had ice in my driveway literally eight inches thick um and it took forever to bust that crap up and get it up um so there was another strike that was almost against me thank god our road crews got the roads clean i got up to lima and it was freaking freezing i remember getting out of my car uh, I parked parked across the thing, and I immediately, as I walked across the street, I, I I see Eric Levy right through the window, and I walk in, and there's Josh right in the lobby. So I got there just in the perfect timing. Yeah, so you actually got to walk, and that's part of what I have to do sometimes is keep an eye on uh, Levy, make sure he's not fucking causing any trouble. Yeah, he thinks he's getting out by putting on different different cap on his head or something, mm-hmm. and, and now he's too too recognizable. I could tell it was him. You know, their worst fear is, you know, he gets arrested before the show and um, <laughs> then they don't get to uh, get to perform. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so the great thing about that show was you did have, they did pull out a couple classics. Uh, Why Does Love Have to Change off of Midnight Madness and a little orchestrating from Brent and the Rangerettes, uh, we got uh, Call My Name. Yes, we did. That night. And so we I got, got a, a, I got a nice little email from Eric saying I did a did a smart thing. Um, so uh, you might want to save that because I don't happen too often. Um, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, it was good hearing Call My Name. God, yeah. Why, why does love have to change? Uh, I went live, I think, on both of those songs just to like preserve them in time. Uh, and yeah, when Call My Name came on, I looked at, turned to Josh, I said, I told you I'd get it done. I told you. And, uh, you know, so it was good, good stuff. Uh, we had, it was good seeing everybody. Uh, we had some pre show drinks and after show drinks, and uh, Lisa and Daryl were hosting everybody. So, that yeah, they're, was they're, a, they're they're good they're good people. 
Yeah, they're all right. Uh, they're good people. And uh, then what? Two weekends later, uh, we uh, had. Hold on, I want to. I, I don't want to fast forward past this. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, as we're in the lobby, um, we're waiting in line at the T-shirt for the T-shirt booth or the merch booth, as they now call it. And a couple of people in front of me is Kathy Kirkman Lane. Um, she's an absolute sweetheart. She turned. Josh and I met her at the Dayton, Ohio show. Was that the Phrase Pavilion? Yep. Yeah, with, when they opened for Sticks this summer. And she had the shirt on. And Josh is right, it does. It looks just like they're hunting in the woods. It's, it's hysterical, but I, it, it's a fantastic shirt. And Andy and I didn't get to go see the tour. It snowed really bad when they were in Indianapolis that night. So we didn't make the trip because you were also on the road seeing Butch Walker at the time, Andy. What? That doesn't sound like me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, yes, it does. Yeah, and um, because you were going to go two nights in a row or something to Andy, because you just went the night before to see Butch, and then it snowed. So we didn't go see Shaw Blades. In any event, um, Kathy being as cool as she is, comes to the show in Lima and hands me this shirt. She said she had three of them, and she figured this one would fit me, and she gave it to me. And... Um, God love her. I can't, I mean, I can't thank her enough. And then, I mean, most of you will remember Kathy was, she had a second row ticket. She was just trying to sell for face value on the fans emotion page yep. because she had, she had in her cart and then she got front row, but forgot to release the second row ticket from her cart before she checked out and voila, had to pay for two. So, um, about 10 minutes before the show was on, she asked me where I was sitting and I said, oh, I'm sitting back whatever yeah. it was like row N, I think it was yeah. a T or something like that. And she said, well, nobody bought this ticket. If you want to come sit with us, you can, because I was directly behind her, behind her and her friend. And so we gave Andy and I gave our tickets to Robin and her boyfriend. And because Andy already had tickets. Yeah. Gary know? had bought tickets for us and they and, were just, they were a little bit better than the ones that uh, I had. So, yeah. And so Kathy, um, God, you're 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 fantastic. I, I I can't I can't express the right words um, as far as your grace graceful yeah say it, Andy gracefulness is that right? Is that a word? Graciousness. Graciousness. Anyway, I couldn't get it out. Um, so thank you. It, I it just the the people on this page are unbelievable. Um, you know, I know we do things for people when they don't ask us to. But it's so weird when people do something for you and you're not you're not expecting it. And, you know, thought it was cool. So thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. You guys, you, I mean, so you guys ought to learn how to make logos for people and yeah, bring a shirt. <laughs> that is it's a lot of work, man. I'll just try to stick with my cool, uh, smooth, dulcet tones here. So sorry. I, I just didn't want but, to pass her. I didn't want to pass that up and. She That's, was fantastic. How cool is it though? Like you, you have a shirt from a tour that we never saw. I mean, I still have a signed ticket from the tour. Jack That's signed the first it for tour. Me. Yeah. Did you guys see him on the '95 tour? No, we had tickets. Yeah, same here. I don't think they only they, played. They canceled or, Bogarts. They yeah, canceled I got, the whole tour. I think they played one or two dates, maybe one in Maryland and somewhere yeah. else, and. Um, I just don't think the ticket sales were there. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, I got to Bogarts and handed them my ticket. And the guy's just like, dude's like, 
this ain't happening tonight. And I just started laughing. <laughs> He's like, no, it canceled like last week. Yeah. So I had to go out to a pay phone and call Andy. Saying, Don't come down here. And he's like, you're full of shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, come down here if you want. Come down here and pay for parking. It's not yeah. happening. We'll I, did, out in Clifton. I did see him twice in the 2007 tour that they did um, for the influence record. Yeah, that's uh, what this is. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So then a couple of weeks later, they played Anderson, Indiana, uh, about an hour northeast of indianapolis at a beautiful uh old theater uh that's a stunning venue yes uh, it was fantastic a lot of great photos there uh again the cool thing about going is i went by myself to that one i guess i went to the other ones by myself too but uh but like i knew a hand you know a lot of people there already the rangerettes and lisa and daryl were there uh a lot of people there, Ron. Um, so, um, so, uh, went there. Um, so what happened to this here? So again, um, what was cool about that is I was actually there before the band sound checked. I was, uh, talking to Ryan and band shows up and they're just amazed at how that theater looks, which, if yeah. you're on the uh, Facebook page, everyone's seen the photos by now. So, um, you know, we're like, let's get a picture. And so I got everybody. Yeah, we had to yell for Kelly, get him caught up to us. But uh, uh. Um, that's that group picture of them before the show with that uh, behind them. Um, I will say that they are sound checking and rehearsing a song that they have not played from atbpo but um again the only yeah, time they really get to do it is at soundcheck and like i highly doubt last night like the milwaukee show i highly doubt they had a soundcheck there so not every show they got a soundcheck to uh rehearse that so i'm not going to give away the title but it is a song that they have not played yeah something different from that record yeah. um they sing a couple lines of it at lima um so uh so got some photos of them during you know some a couple of things at sound check it was an early show no opening bands they came on at 7 30 um there was an opening band for there that was, there was not so no, okay yeah that's what i thought because i was mad because i told you i wasn't coming because i had to work the next day so if they came on the stage at 7 30 yep i'd been out of there by nine o'clock mm -hmm. and home by 11 i lucked out um so uh <laughs> yeah and he's like are you serious you're not coming i'm like I, I i gotta work i can't so uh i said it convincingly didn't i andy like you're not coming yeah. i really oh, wanted you there yeah. drat consarnet uh, like come the, the three opening bands are going to be great uh, like willy wonk at the end please <laughs> stop don't <laughs> but uh oh my Lord. i don't think i knew i didn't know because I, they did a late sound check. I didn't probably leave the venue to six forty, and and then I looked at like what I went to go get something to eat. I looked at what time like the show starts seven thirty, and I'm like, I started thinking about like, well, they sound checked late. There's no opening yeah. band, and I was like, so I had to hurry up. I didn't get back to like seven twenty five, like right before the show started. Um, so I got a lot of great photos from there. One cool. Th uh, 
it didn't turn out exactly as good as I hoped it would. But, you know, Kelly's the hardest one to get a photo of. Um, and there I was able, they had these little staircases on the side and I was able to kind of get up into that a little bit without getting people's way. And Kelly's playing, he sees me and he smiles. So finally, okay, cool. I got a good picture of Kelly playing and smiling. And he actually points at me while I'm taking a photo and he points at like Brad to take a picture of Brad too. <laughs> um so that's what that one photo there's a set of my posted that's what's going on in that photo um so uh they played why does love have to change it that show um after the show me and erica talked about drinking some beer so i did me and eric got some time to to bullshit and drink some beers and what was great is after that um i met up with everybody at the local pub or wherever it was bw3s um not quite so local um and uh the rangerettes had a beer waiting for me uh oh boy there was a few people there uh no it was just i was tired just the one uh uh but ron and mike and i think lisa and daryl were there. there's a few others uh so um so yeah it was uh, a good time we had some drinks afterwards and saw a good show and that's my last show that was what february 12th something like that so yeah, that was a thursday after lima yeah so uh um and since then they've played lake charles i think in louisiana they played another date before that and then last night they played uh um milwaukee milwaukee after the hockey game admirals lost um i was told and uh and but ed told me that they were on fire last night like like they were really hitting it so um must have been a very good show um there was some kind of dipping a little bit into the fans motion uh stuff but uh um dipping back into that uh there was uh a couple people that went and they posted some pictures of their uh their kids yeah. and i'll show that right here but uh so this is uh carrie peterson yeah. i used her picture on jack's page there so uh there they are i love it so you got what you had man in motion three damn yankee shirts and um a man in motion and the night ranger shirts there you go um teaching them right that's awesome uh, so let's uh let's talk about some uh tour dates um i made a little kind of spreadsheet or meme or whatever the hell you want to call it um bam there you go um yeah not uh not official um I, but it should be close uh sarah was nice enough to point out one of my mistakes which is why i posted it on there to see if anybody, attention. you know see well just to correct me, like, I don't have time to sit there and go through all that shit. So I was like, I'll post it on fans of motion. They'll let me know if some, 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 some. And so, my favorite comments are no Washington. No, no. That Well, did you see it? Well, listen, <laughs> listen. So night, night range, everybody should know this, but night range doesn't sit down and go, Hey, uh, do you guys want to play Oklahoma? Right. The week of the 18th. It's just whoever buys dates. Um, so if you're in, alabama you know um you surely ain't putting money into your education system you know talk to your promoters 
and say, hey, uh, let's get Night Ranger down to Birmingham and pay that price. Uh, there are still a lot of dates that are going to be announced. Uh, why aren't they being announced? Well, they're not 100% confirmed, you know, with contracts or everything, or the venues control that. When are we going mm-hmm. to announce it? So the venue may, they may, you know, if the show's in August, they may not want to release that information till June. So when you're sitting there like, ah, oh, they fucking hate, you know, yeah, uh, you know, Mississippi. Well, you know, Mississippi's not a good example. Of, I hate Mississippi, <laughs> but uh, why aren't they playing California? Right. Well, you know, it's just those dates maybe haven't showed up yet. Uh, and a lot of it too is, uh, you know, you still got COVID going on and states have different restrictions and a lot of the East coast where you got a lot of, you know, ships coming in and out like you know coming overseas and stuff's more restrictive you're probably not going to see night ranger in new york or philadelphia boston until everything starts to calm down which fortunately it is um so there are a lot of dates that are um uh coming this way and and they've had some conflicts where they've had to move some dates like that that one that was they told me that you know hey that date's not as different on the website yes because that that date was the old date and i forgot that they told me that they changed it so you got oklahoma date well you do have uh you have an oklahoma date at the end of march um you do have the 80s cruise which i didn't put on there so if you want to go see the cruise there you go they got the uh waukegan illinois show april 1st the florida show April 3rd. All obviously go to Night Ranger Linktree or nightranger.com. Linktree has all the stuff. The the website's not quite fully. How do you updated. how do you get to the link tree, Josh? Just Google Night Ranger Linktree. Okay. And it should be the exact one that comes up or the first thing that comes up. So when you go to the Night Ranger Linktree, it's going to have links. It's basically what it is, just links to everything. So it's going to have the very top is the link to the record store day about the 45. And then it's some ATBPO stuff. But if you go down, it, there are individual links to every show. So you just find the show you want to go to, click on it, and you should be able to uh, get your tickets for the information. Uh, Lake Tahoe, Nevada, April 9th. Uh, another Florida show, April 22nd. You have a Nevada weekend, May 13th and 14th, West Wendover on the 13th, and Las Vegas, Nevada on the 14th. June 1st, a Wednesday, Billings, Montana, which I want to go to. Billings, the uh, single-A ball club for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, and they're playing at home all week. Um, So you can go out and see some baseball, see some mountain. If you really want to have a good trip, might be actually cheaper for you to fly into Denver, rent a car, and it's eight hours from Denver to Billings, but it's a hell of a drive. So if you're, you know, want to take yeah. a few extra days and just drive and see stuff, fly into Denver and just, you know, take your time and drive and go through the mountains and see. Well, All Denver's that. awesome. I was there last year, man. That's everything. I need, every, I need to go back out there. Everything west of Denver's great. Go east of Denver, head towards Kansas through Colorado, and then to Kansas. It's fucking horrible. Um, really? Oh, Kansas is like a cornfield with a road through it. Like, no. I just remember driving. I mean, I've driven through it a few times, but the first time, like, I'm just like, 
hundred miles straight corn on left or right. Like there was a curve and I almost started jacking off. And uh, so, uh, almost. so uh, June 3rd or June 3rd, they're in Grand Junction. Um, June 11th, Sweden Rock Festival. June 17th, Switzerland. So uh, a lot of people are asking, is there going to be more overseas dates? Uh, I do not know. Um, I cannot answer those, but uh, get on a boat and go to Sweden or Switzerland. Um, another Wisconsin date, July 9th, July 23rd, Wilmington, Ohio. That's going to be a big fans in motion gathering. Uh, yep. We will all be there. Uh, me and Andy have the uh, presidential Abraham Lincoln suite. Um, I'm sitting behind you. And uh, I'll be uh, General Rathbone. You can be Lincoln. Um, sitting up yeah. front. And, and I'll be right down here. Yeah, I'm front row. Yeah, they've already got from the dead there. center. Last seat on the right. They already got on security the warned. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be turning around and going well, I, your asses up there. When I found out Brent was, you know, where his seats are, I'm like, where can I get like another level? You know, like, do they got a balcony? Do they have a mezzanine? Like, just get me a whole level away and. Sorry, I'm like, going to come up there and see you guys. I'm going to throw your like, ass over like Eddie Vedder jumping, you know? They're like, you're not the first to, <laughs> with that request. Um, so, but Night Ranger's playing hey, sa Saturday night. I will have deodorant on. About time. Uh, you know, that whole, you know, you smell like teen spirit. Uh, the night before, Striper is playing. So it's a big festival called Rock on the Block, Wilmington, Ohio. Um, they have stuff outside, and then the main acts perform inside at the Murphy Theater. Murphy Theater is where um, John Ritter was married to the redhead from Wings, if you remember. Yeah, that show. I don't hot. remember. Don't remember her name, but anyways, she's from Wilmington. That's where they got married at. Uh, Thursday night, they do have something like local acts and stuff, and everything kicking it off. Friday night, Striper. Saturday night is Night Rangers. So. Uh, there you go with that. Uh, Won't or, they have a couple other national bands playing outside? Didn't they, they have that last summer? Yeah, but it was like, but that, they didn't have as big, I don't think, as national acts. Like they had Quiet Riot. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think, you know, uh, Autograph maybe opened or something like that. Um, wasn't it? And that girl's name was Amy something, Amy Yasback or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, sounds right. Um, I'm just know. going, it's popping in my head. And I gotta look it up. You got an Oregon show August 6th. So uh that's a state they haven't been to in a while. Uh, August 11th just announced Marysville, Ohio, um, at the uh Ohio, Ohio. Balloon Festival. Pretty big festival, actually. I know it sounds kind of lame, but um, it's a big festival, they always get big acts. Um, yeah, it's Night Ranger opening for Brett Michaels, which you know, I okay i like night ranger more than brett michaels should night ranger be opening for brett michaels i really don't give a shit enough to like debate it and like just go on and on and like you know who cares just go it's 2022 have fun be happy night ranger is playing and we don't know though will it be a full night ranger show or will it be an opening slot show i mean it'll probably be an opening slot like 45 minutes or probably so. 45 50 minutes yeah uh, it's still that's a five i've been there before for that yeah. did a meet and greet with them there yeah and it probably doesn't cost much you know and guess what if you're not happy with them playing 45 50 minutes don't go yeah well and there's there's plenty of stuff to do there they have food trucks and yeah. funnel cake and uh 
balloons, rain, hot air balloons. It had rain last time you went. Yeah, I got rained out. <laughs> had cheesecake for dinner. Not you... that that's bad. So how's your diabetes? I'm on diabetes. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. Uh, I don't know how I get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you, Josh. Let me tell you this. Have, oh, you, have you ever seen these big cookies he posts that he no. gets? With I, from, butter uh, well, I saw the one not, not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, he brought them. He brought it. He brought a couple up for the Super Bowl. And what did you say? They were five dollars a piece. They're three dollars and eighty three cents a piece. Oh, my, but and, and they only gave me half of it. Yeah. And oh, oh my God, it was delicious. Brett but, felt his sugar rising. Oh, you could feel it hit you as soon as you took like your second bite. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. A crumble cookie. Uh, look it up. If you want the diabetes, the Wilford Brimley version of yeah, diabetes, because it's I'm for real. Kind of, I, I'm on all this stuff, so I don't eat that much sugar. I mean, I'll eat some peanut, a handful of peanut peanut butter M&Ms every day. But other than that, I'm not really getting much sugar. And when I hit that thing. Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why the doctor had to amputate my left leg. Um, <laughs> so August 13th, Arcadia, Wisconsin. Um, they just need to forward their mail to Wisconsin. Um, and September 5th, a rare daytime show at one o'clock, um, Syracuse, New York at the, uh, New York state fair. Uh, that is where 1990, there was that conflict between sticks and oh, night yeah? ranger, um, was at that state fair. So, uh, not sticks and night ranger, but sticks and Dan damn Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. So there you go. There are more dates coming. All right. Uh, just when they are announced, if you go to Fans in Motion Facebook, we are usually the ones to first uh, let you know. So uh, go there, get your information. Yeah. Wait. Good. Anything else? We're done. Everybody feel it in. Good feel stuff. good about what they talked stuff. about. Well, we we got any more things on the. Uh, Fans in uh, motion. Uh, one thing that was just posted was, um, and I just posted to the page, the first single is coming tomorrow. So that for skills. So yeah. if, you ha- if you're listening to this on Tuesday and you have not listened to the new single from skills, then you. Uh, With an S. Yeah, you need to uh, track it down. This is kind of a cool photo that michael fields posted um the cassette rack of, yep and i think nadalman posted something like the complete cassette library and i told him there's three missing uh <laughs> yeah, greatest hits well grace was here Greatest hits on there he has this is the mca complete library but there was uh mojo neverland and i'm pretty sure seven was released on cassette um which cassettes are actually outselling vinyl and so, like ringo as ringo star was in an interview he just released a record a couple months ago and he said that on his you know his release that they did he sold more in cassettes than he did vinyl or cd wow you know? very the very right. odds but uh because uh, iron maiden is releasing they just did a big thing where they're releasing a uh, number of the beast or killers. One of those, mm-hmm. they got a special release on cassette coming out. Uh, so cassettes are just the new thing, which I kind of don't know why, but I mean, well, uh, because it's making money, raising nostalgic 
stuff in your head. Who's still like, hey, he's fairly just that box set. Mm-hmm. And I got an email yesterday. It said 75 bucks for like three or four cassettes. And it said, don't miss out on the box set. I'm like, ah, I'm going to miss out on it. Did you only just order two? I didn't order any. I, I, I'm not collecting cassettes. So you're going to be missing out. Uh, nah, nah, if it was a Kiss title, I'd have to buy it. But I, I could skip the ace. Yeah. All right. Here's some more information. We talked about Joel Hoekstra's with, uh, with uh, Michael Sweet and all that stuff. Um, the band is called Iconic. Yes. It's going to be released it. on Frontiers. They filmed two music videos. Uh, so there you go. We will keep you updated on that. Uh, also, we had the 32nd anniversary of Damn Yankees. First CD I ever bought. 32 years. Um, All I could afford, one CD when I bought my CD player. (laughs) My first CD was... Oh, shit. I got it for uh, my birthday. It was Heart Brigade. There you go. My second was Live in Japan. Yeah. Um, I, I brought my... CD bookshelf system at Sears at Eastgate Mall, Brent. And remember, they had a small record selection there. Yep. And I and Damn Yankees was there, so I bought that. It was like three hundred and twenty dollars. Is my and I had, I basically had like three hundred and forty dollars. That's all I had. It's funny that you should mention that's where I bought my Dawn Patrol Boardwalk album when it first came out. Was it? Yeah. Sears? No, no, well, no, no, was I, it? no, was it? No, was it? No, was it? It was Record Theater. I apologize, but they had it at Sears. Well, I think I went over to wow. the Sears Arcade and sunk the rest of my money into um, Tempest and sit down asteroids. No, they didn't have sit down asteroids just, there. Now <laughs> living the had, dream. Now you just got sit down hemorrhoids. Uh, hey, hey, that's um, But Sears is where I bought my first CD player. It was fantastic it was worth the 250 bucks but it was a like a ghetto blaster right yeah it was mm-hmm. huge it was panasonic to this day it still sounds great but what i liked about it was instead of like the cd search where you just hit the button like one two three four it had a number grid and oh, yeah. you, you could hit two oh. five if you wanted 11 you push the plus one so that then two would get you 12 and wow. that was great. I found it old, the very some of the very first CD players were like that. I found a, a vintage Sony um, component CD player like that. I love it. It's single disc. I hate this the trays. Single disc, and it just has that grid where I can just yeah. hit the numbers. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, and those old ones are usually the only ones that will play. It'll be track 1.1, track 1.2. And there's only one CD that I know of that ever broke down tracks into 1.1 and 1.2. They really didn't do it on the cassettes and stuff, but Aerosmith Pump. Um, Like if you look, I forget what song it is, but 1.1 is like Dulcimer Stump. And then it's like Love in an Elevator. What's one that has like a, on, on Love and Elevator, it's got like a harmonica intro. Maybe the other side. Was that? No, that's pink. That was off a different album, um, Get a Grip. But if you look on the back of Get a Grip, or not Get a Grip, but a pump, it's got um, 
two like it looks like two extra tracks than on the cassette because they actually broke apart 1.1 would I think the other side was one of them and that might have been it so on the cassette it would just say the other side and it has this like little intro yeah but on the cd 1.1 or it'd be actually 6.1 is dulcimer stomp 6.2 is the other side track yeah and these old cd players will pick it up where the new ones just it's just track six um there you go a little bit of uh but here is that ranger post yep so there's diary um and like i said there was another uh another one as well i'm sure it'll come up here um you know life of my own yeah life of my own is the other one that was the one that uh, wasn't on anything uh some night ranger uh night ranger at the san antonio stock and rodeo that was where they were in the round yeah that was stage great. revolves yep uh so that would have been kind of cool uh to have seen um anything else they played rock from the heart in uh minnesota and minnesota bring got, a hot dish we got taikasu um was yeah. that yobiashi He's totally complete that sticker set on his guitar, Kobayashi. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to see. I said I didn't prepare for this because I know we were just going to talk and but uh good stuff. Here's a go. I always like seeing you. So this is Gail Roman posting. I don't think she put the year. Um but she's like when she's at the spa and relax, something about daydreaming about your 20 something year old self live at a night ranger concert. And then she posts the, yeah, it's know, funny. The, I got it right here too. <laughs> weird. Um, now there was a lot of good stuff in between like Nisi and posted stuff. Lisa. I mean, everybody all, from all the shows were just posting tons of stuff. I think the rock from the heart gigantic heads they had on a stick. Yeah, I think that was, was pretty good. clever. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So good stuff. Here's uh, some shaping, shaping the lazy cafe. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Vickers showing off the uh his new uh his new uh place and his new night ranger room. So good stuff. Anyways, all right, let's wrap it. Uh, wrap it up. There's uh, some of Vicker's stuff. I like that one poster there, the uh, Seven yeah. Wishes one. I to, I've never seen that for sale. So, Vickers, Vickers may know it's me if he wakes up one morning and my house has been broken into, but the only thing it was stolen was Josh's on new stuff. Look at this poster I got. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy. Take us out. Yes, sir. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, episode that just rambled on. Did you miss us? We're back. <laughs> Let us know if we just take another break. I don't feel tardy. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's great to be back talking to you guys. We got to stay uh, up on things. We just need some stuff to be happening. You know, keep listening. Keep telling your friends. Go to all the places. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Pandora, Audio, Mac, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and especially YouTube. Uh, it's fun. If you want to watch this, if you keep watching, we always ask just if you tell one person, if everybody tells one person, this community grows. 
I've been seeing an uptick in some uh, member uh, requests, so that's cool. And, uh, you know, stay in touch with us. Engage on the page. And that's all I I got, guys. I will add this before we sign off. When Josh was in Indiana, that Thursday night, I'm sitting sitting on my couch watching TV, and I get an instant message from somebody saying, hey, it was great meeting you tonight. Mm-hmm. I was the guy while you were at the merch booth and I was getting a koozie and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, no, I would have been polite to you if you'd met me. That's what I wrote back to him. I said, that must have been Josh. <laughs> I said, so the fact that he was being polite, you know, so yada, yada, yada. I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, Josh gave him a, gave him a card. He signed up right on the spot. So that was pretty cool. I don't think I had a card there, but, uh, um... yeah, you gave him a card. He told you, he told me you gave him a card. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, uh, I saw some at the mer- there were some at the merch booth. I know that. Well, that, that was, was in a- Lima. I didn't. I, oh, think Lima. I, I thought I forgot him in Anderson, but yeah, I had to. Uh, I had to keep an eye on the uh, merch booth for about ten minutes, in Anderson, and I wasn't selling shit. <laughs> Not like, that. I really, no, yeah, go I was like, our, go to I, our website. I ain't touching any of the merch. I ain't touching any of the money. Three yeah. weeks from now, there'll be a Montana. There'll be a media missing. Ah, fucking Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is like nope uh come on back that's we'll what you yeah. get for that cassette brad <laughs> <laughs> so uh but uh, it was a good time uh i think it'll be a fun summer a lot of stuff in the works uh so yeah so if you're still here listening yeah um yeah. oh i did it. want to say before i forget the reason i chose this space background totally off topic in our downtime while we're gone, I did go to Chicago and see the one and only Rocket Man himself, Elton John, on his farewell tour. It was uh, fantastic. If you if you get the chance and you are a fan of his music, it's well worth the price of admission. Did he play Holiday Inn? No. Oh, horrible. One thing that <laughs> may that kind of uh, amazed me about I saw Elton John about ten years ago, and you always think like with these guys like who've been so big for so yeah. long like they i don't want to i don't want to be around anybody in the general public to begin with let alone if i had millions of dollars and just have been you know pushed away from the general public one thing that amazed me is when after he did his last song and then in between the encore he came out and he went down the whole front row all the way across stage took about 10 minutes which at a concert that's a long time just to be standing there if you're not yeah. up there and he signed anything anyone gave him wow and he did sure, not do that in chicago he, well probably right now is just <laughs> he's probably i would say just with it being the farewell tour and the prices uh, uh yeah probably got to keep things running but he did he went through i was just surprised you know like shaking hands like i want to touch half these people yeah you know if he gave me 15 bucks 20 bucks there's yeah, well, this one like, blonde there's this one blonde 15 bucks i would have touched. maybe i mean it's just one of those things i don't want to keep us going but um you know i always say it all the time about getting out there and seeing these artists especially the ones as they're getting older i mean Nelton john if you don't if you really think about it I mean, he's been the soundtrack of our lives that guy's been around for a long time and he's written yeah he's been I around mean, ever since i can remember legendary songs i mean he opens with benny and the jets and it just gets better from there so um that's what I did, and I'm glad I went. It was fantastic. So, but with that being said, that's uh, that's what the space is about. I'm your rocket man, out here <laughs> drifting. 
and, and, and he wants a rocket ride. And he wants a rocket ride. Sponsored by AW Zero Sugar Cream Soda. All right, gentlemen. I mm. and everybody out there listening, you may mm. or may not see us in a week, two weeks. Hell, we don't even know anymore. That's part of the surprise. <laughs> so until then, Eddie, keep it rocking. Keep it up.